Hello and welcome to another episode of the Found in Christ podcast. Yay! Today I'm here with yet another very special guest. Her name is Rebecca. Hi guys. Hello, hello. <laughs> welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for making time. No worries. And today we're going to have a very special conversation. It's about quite a taboo topic, especially among the Christian community. But, you know, I do believe that it's something that needs to be talked about. So we are going to talk about pornography today. Yes. Yes. Okay, deep talk. We're going to go straight into it. Yes. <laughs> yes. And we are going to be exposing the lies of the enemy today yep. because y'all, if you are struggling in this area or if you have struggled in this area, you know that the enemy would want to keep you, you know, keeping things in secret, want to keep you in shame and condemnation. And the reason why we're talking about it today is to expose that so you can bring things to light, bring things to the Lord, find healing in that area and find restoration like Rebecca has. Yep. Yes. Amen, amen. So there's no more shame, guys. You know, I didn't bring her up here to shame her, but to expose this, you know, lie of the enemy that many have been believing that keeps people, you know, keeping this in secret and living yeah. under secret sins. But today we are here and we are going to bring hope in darkness to Amen. tell you that, you know, if Rebecca has overcome this, you can too. Yep. Yay! Yay! All right, Rebecca. So um, I think that it's very important for, you know, me to have someone like you on this set because I this is not something that I've struggled with personally, but it's something that... I know people have struggled with personally and are still struggling with personally. So I think you would, you know, you bringing your experience and your advice would really, really help a lot of people out there. Um, even we, we don't even know who we're going to speak to mm -hmm. specifically, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so let me pass the floor to you, Rebecca. Why don't you share to me a bit about your backstory, you know, how it all started. <laughs> yeah, so uh, basically, um, just to keep everyone in context, I... Uh, in terms of uh, I, uh, pornography, uh, I think I started watching pornography uh, specifically on websites, the internet, mm -hmm. uh, movies and whatnot. I think uh, starting from the age of 18, mm. uh, when I went to university oh. and I had access to my own devices. Okay. So before I was 18, I had no personal devices on my own. Oh. But once I went to university, I was given a laptop, I was given a cell phone. Um, prior to being 18, I was actually already um, lack of a better word, uh, masturbating in a sense, mm. ever since the age of seven or eight. Okay. I, I don't remember how I started. I don't remember how I knew about it. Mm. But I, because I was so young, even all the way until my preteen years, I never knew what it was yeah. specifically. I just knew that it was something to be uh, hidden, mm -hmm. that it was pleasurable, but at the same time, uh, shameful. Mm. And uh, it was something that I don't know why, but I knew I had to keep hidden away from other people. Mm -hmm. And I always thought that I was alone in this. Mm. So all the way until I think when I started going to university, I think pornography and movies and the sites were just a way of, uh, uh, of getting there faster. Mm -hmm. So pornography is actually just a means to it. So okay. by the time I was actually turning 30, I was already, I would say, uh, pornography addict in a way. Mm -hmm. I was watching it uh, almost every day, uh, sometimes twice a day. 
Um, I actually tried, I think, when I was 15 and when I was 22 to break it off twice in my life. But it never lasted more than a week. Wow. I would either find myself watching it back again, or when I was 15, the urge would come very strongly. Yeah, so that's basically a backstory lah, of mm. what uh, of, of my pornography addiction journey. Yes. I see, I see. Wow, thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. But you know, I want to know, like, how did you even get into starting to watch pornography sites when you were 18? Yeah, so I think before when I was 18, um, back when I was a teenager or even younger, I realised that watching certain scenes on movies excited me. Okay. So when I got access to my own devices, it just meant that I could access those kind of videos uh, easily because there was no parental guidance. I was mm -hmm. uh, studying alone. I was away from family. So it was easy to just go on Google, go on the sites. At first, it started out with just watching like, you know, sex scenes or movies and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But as the years go by, it just, I discovered that there was such a thing called pornographic sites okay. where they have all sorts of content. And at first, you are disgusted and reviled by it. Mm -hmm. But as time goes on, you keep telling yourself that it's okay, I'm just going to inch in a bit, a bit, a bit. And before you know it, you are fully watching uh, pornography on those sites. Oh. Yes. And it's just a way for me to get... Um, get to the end faster, like for me just to get pleasure faster. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. But, so it was a, like a slow step-by-step -step thing, like you yes. slowly opened the door, then in the end like you went full on like watching it. Correct, all yes. All the time. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, I see. So, do you think that there was something you maybe felt like was maybe a lack in your life, that's why you, you felt the need to kind of go into like these sites? I think for me, because I've always felt the urge in, from such a young age, for me it was just a way to meet the need. Mm. So because I felt like um, my body had this uh, urge to just seek pleasure. Yeah. So for me, it was just how do I meet that need fast? Because everything was done in secret, right? Mm -hmm. So it needed to be fast. It cannot be something that takes time. Okay. And pornography, the sites, because when you, in a way, masturbate, you have to yeah. fantasize. Yeah. So pornography feeds the fantasy of the mind. Oh, so it wow. just gives me more things to fantasize, more content per se, mm -hmm. and it just helped me get there faster. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see. But you know, it's been something that you you struggled with for so many years, right? But in that struggle, I'm sure like you had this desire to stop was it because like you're a christian or like you just felt something within you i think when i so i tried to stop twice at the age of 15 and 22 both times i tried to stop it because i could feel there was a deep dependency on it okay like i knew there was something wrong per se because how is it that I am not in control of this situation? Mm -hmm. How is it that when I want to stop, I can't? Mm -hmm. So I knew it was something wrong, but I just couldn't put uh, words to it. I just, I just knew deep down that this is not right. Yeah, so that's why I tried to stop twice in my life, but they never lasted more than a week, I think. Okay, but why do you think like these efforts that you, you know, did on your own didn't really last? Okay, so I... When back when I was 15 and 22, I didn't really know why. It was not until I encountered God uh, mm -hmm. in Greenhouse in Kingdom City in 2022, I believe, mm -hmm. that I knew then. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just some context, Greenhouse is actually like a biblical course that our church Kingdom City organizes and they have different lessons in that course. Like they have like healthy relationships, they have um, Bible overview. So it really depends on like what 
uh, course you select and, and what they go into. So they could go into things like addiction, they could go yeah. things into like family patterns. Um, like how did that kind of help you overcome um, pornography? Yeah, so when I first uh, enrolled for Greenhouse in the year 2022, which by the way was also really God directing me to do Greenhouse because mm -hmm. I was in a way, I was turning 30 in the year 2022. I knew I wanted something different in my life, mm -hmm. but I just didn't know what. Okay. But uh, things led me to join Greenhouse. So I remembered, because um, for Greenhouse, we have different classes, different yeah. streams as we call it. And the stream that really um, started the ball rolling towards um, the healing in terms of this area of pornography was actually called Wholeness okay. by Pastor David Storer. So in that particular class, uh, when I went into the class, I just thought it was just going to be another sermon. I didn't really know what to expect. Mm -hmm. But uh, in that very first class, Pastor David Storer spoke about the mind. Mm -hmm. And he's, he gave an analogy that I still remember to this day, uh, where he talks about us, all of us being like a blue sky. Mm -hmm. And how our mind is always a blue sky. And thoughts are like clouds in a blue sky, yeah. where they come and go. And I remember him saying this, that Jesus was fully human when he was down here on earth. Yeah. And what fully human means is that Jesus also had emotions like a human being. But most importantly, he also had thoughts like a human being. Mm -hmm. And he probably had envious thoughts, lustful thoughts, angry thoughts. But the Bible also said that Jesus never sinned. So he said, that means that when, you, when a thought comes into your head, it's not sin until mm -hmm. you act on it. And he said this, thoughts are like clouds in the blue sky. Yeah. They come and they go, but you are still a blue sky. Yeah. So I didn't realize, but at that moment, I was set free. But oh, wow. I didn't know it until one or two weeks later. I just thought, wow, that's so... I've never heard a class like this. I never mm -hmm. heard a theory like this. And I was like, wow, that's so... Something in me was set free. Yeah. But I, at that moment, I just thought, wow, that's really interesting. Such a great class. And yeah. I was like, wow, okay. I never thought about us being a blue sky, right? Yeah. And so what happened from then on was because for that week, I continued watching the other greenhouse classes. Mm -hmm. A week passed and I realized that, hey, I haven't watched any pornography. Oh. Okay, that's interesting. Probably because I've been so busy, what is one week? Yeah. But by the end of the second week, and that week had gone by the second week and I realized, wait a minute, I actually haven't watched it at all. Nor do I have the urge wow. to look up for pornography or masturbate, nothing. And I knew then that in a way, something was wrong. Like, hold on a minute, what's happening? Okay. And I remember calling my connect leader at the time, whose name was Hazel, and telling a human being for the first time my addiction. Wow. And she only said this, she said, you don't need to worry about it anymore, you've been set free. Amen. Yeah. So that was how, wow. that was what happened, yeah. So it was more of like, in the process of you seeking God, God kind of just set you free. Yes. Like, I wasn't looking for, um, I wasn't looking in a way to be set free directly. Mm -hmm. I just knew I wanted something different in my life. Wow. Yes. But after that, then you've never touched porn ever? Ever since uh, February 2022, no. I haven't watched wow. porn or mastermind that yes. is freedom right there. Yes, yes. And how do you think like your life has changed since it's it stopped, you know? I think it's changed because I think once I was set free, I felt like, um, I think someone has told me this before, that this pornography is a spirit. Yeah. And it was holding on to me and pulling me down. It was actually uh -huh. drowning me because with pornography came shame, 
came guilt, mm -hmm. came condemnation, but I buried all that under the surface. Mm -hmm. So right after wholeness and right after I experienced that freedom, I did feel light. Like I cannot wow. explain you. I just felt light. I just felt like, wow, so I'm there's nothing wrong with me. Wow. Like I felt set free. And ever since then, everything changed. Mm -hmm. It wasn't overnight per se, the yeah. changes in my life, but I started to serve with a different outlook. I said yes to being a connect leader. Mm -hmm. I started to be more active uh, and started to be more alert. I, I feel like I woke up from a deep sleep. Wow. Yeah, so that was a feeling. So everything changed, not just in church, but also I think the way I approach people, yeah. the way I talk to people, the way I look at people, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But, but ever since you stopped, right, because it's been something that you, you've like hidden in your life for so long, right? You still did you still struggle with shame after that? I don't think not necessarily shame. I think I felt uh, a bit of shame. I think it's more fear when okay. I wanted to share it with people. Okay. There was some fear for sure because the first thing you think of is what are people are gonna think of yeah. when they hear that you're a porn addict. Yeah. Right? Um especially when sharing it in a church setting, yeah. right? But the testimony and what God has done outweighed that far, far more. Wow. I just wanted to tell people like, God is real. Yeah. Like, it's not just a story. He can really set you free from yeah. addiction. So that, I think, was way higher than any other thing. Wow. Yeah. And I know that in the process of you sharing, you actually found out that more people struggled with it than you thought. Yes. So, because I kept this secret to myself all this time, mm -hmm. I never shared it with anyone and it's such a shameful secret in a way. Yeah. Um, I never shared it with anyone mainly because I'm also a woman. I had this yeah. mindset that this pornography addiction was more of a male issue mm -hmm. and I know um, among males, sometimes not all, but I know among certain male groups, they talk about these things pretty openly, it's mm -hmm. pretty accepted. But for me, I felt like as a woman, there must be something wrong with me because mm -hmm. why am I watching it so often? What's wrong with my drive? Mm -hmm. So I never shared it. But when I started to share my testimony with firstly my connect group, the, the people that I was journeying with in Greenhouse, yeah. people started to tell me, not men, but females, yeah. started to tell me they struggle with the same thing. Wow. Yeah. So there was so much power in you sharing your testimony and, and that's also why we come up here and we share our testimony because um, when we share, we are actually bringing light to the lie of the enemy that says that no, only you are struggling with this. Yeah. La. Only you, you're the only woman struggling with this. La. But it's like not true because yeah. there's so many people out there and I think statistically, like if you Google it as well, you can see that actually there's a lot of women and even women in church who struggle in this area and this is not like to shame anyone, you know, this is to really bring to light that actually yeah. people do struggle in this yes. area. And when you share your testimony, you are sharing with people that it's okay, uh, Jesus still loves you and Jesus yes. can set you free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the message here is that, hey, I've been in, I've, at the time when I was turning 30, I was already addicted for more than probably 20 over years. Wow. And Jesus set me free. Mm. And not because I think he, not because he didn't want to set me free earlier, but because I was inviting him in. Yeah. I was ready for God to do something in my life. Wow. And I think when I stepped into greenhouse and I was like, oh, I'm, let's see what this class has to bring. I think yeah. Jesus went, aha, there we go. Now let's start the process. Now let's set you free. Yeah. Because I had to invite him in. Yeah. And in a way, I invited him in. And I got way more than I asked for, wow. way more than I expected. It's just something that money cannot buy, I think. Amen. Yeah. That's so incredible. Yeah. Like, um, but taking me back, you know, when you talk about how the, the concept about the clouds and the clear sky kind of set you free, um, but how did that, you know, like, play out? 
Yeah. So I think it became more clear to me on how and why I was set free. I think maybe three months after February in 2022. So I mm -hmm. think it was somewhere about May. We were. I was actually in Connect. And uh, connect groups are basically like cell groups yeah. in Kingdom City, and they have a connect video mm -hmm. that is normally played. And I remember that particular week's connect video was between Pastor Jemima and Pastor Mark. Mm -hmm. It was a discussion. Yeah. And I remember the Bible. I don't remember the exact uh, Bible verse per se, but I remember the Bible verse was about how a man who had a demon in him uh, exercised this demon, and the mm -hmm. demon went out looking for a new home. Mm -hmm. Finding no new home, came back to his old home, which was the man. Yeah. Finding it clean and empty, brought seven more of his friends, and they possessed the man, and the man was more wicked and wretched than ever. Mm -hmm. And Pastor Jem, I remember she broke down this message, this Bible verse, and she yeah. said that most people, when they try to clean their life or get rid, and she specifically mentioned addictions yeah. and pornography. Yeah. Most of the people, when they try to get rid of addiction or pornography, they will declutter their life. Yeah. Which is exactly what I did at 15 and 22. I yeah. deleted all the apps, closed down all the sites. I tried to tell myself, don't watch any of those things, don't feed myself, right? Yeah. But she said, but most of them leave their home empty. Mm. So when it comes back, there is nothing to stop the spirit from going in. Yeah into the heart yeah. and before you realize it it's already back in you and you cannot resist it wow so when she said that i realized that why greenhouse was so effective for me was because when i took it i started to fill myself with god yeah i started to go on this journey with him i did the, the other classes because that year we had four classes a yeah. year i started to do the other classes i incorporated devotion into my life yeah i incorporated prayer yeah i started to serve and be more awake in church mm -hmm. and I was filling myself with God. Yeah. And so, and it's true what she says, uh, Pastor Jem said, the urge will come back. But when the urge comes back and when you have God inside of you, you feel an authority and a power to resist it. Amen. It no longer comes into the heart, yeah. it's there. Yeah. And I felt that because wow. um, even until now, of course, I get the urges. Yeah. But number one, they are not so frequent. Okay. And secondly, when they come, I always remember Pastor David Storer saying, just think about something else. Yeah. The clouds will float away. Mm. It works every time. And yeah. I feel this authority when I say no, it leaves. Yeah. Like as if it knows who is the master in my house. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. Like you're taking charge over it now. Yes. You're like, no, you're not gonna rule and reign over my life anymore. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And and I love that, like taking charge over your thoughts. I feel like um, you know. Everyone has struggles with like all sorts of thoughts, right? Even murderous thoughts, envious thoughts, like all these things. But it's when you meditate on those thoughts that when you sin, that's when you sin. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the same thing with like sexual thoughts. When when they come, the trick is to just think about something else. Yes. Because then you're not holding on to that cloud, that yeah. thought, and like you're not meditating on it. Because when you meditate on it, um, it becomes an action. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you're right, you're right. Yeah. So I think meditating on it, I think Pastor Mervin who is another great greenhouse uh, lecturer, he spoke about how um, when we think about something, and this is scientifically proven, when mm -hmm. we think about something in our brain, mm -hmm. the synapses grows when you think about something. So if you think about a particular topic and you meditate on it, the synapses in your brain for that grows. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine me who's been thinking about fa and fantasizing about sexual thoughts for the past 20 over years, mm. how that synapsis grows. Wow. And Pastor Mervin said the only way 
to kill this synapses to think about other things mm. so that you don't feed it and it yeah. dies off. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's so incredible. Yeah. But you know, as someone who has been through like this entire struggle, like so much of your life, right? Like, why would you say porn is bad for people who have never touched this or is in this right now? I think, well, I would say why porn is bad because actually, if you look at the field of pornography and the websites that they are doing, mm-hmm. I think most people will probably say that there's nothing wrong with watching porn. Mm-hmm. You are just pleasuring yourself. You are yeah. not harming others. But the actual reality of the porn field is that when you watch these sites, when you subscribe and there's a view count, they continue to do these kind of videos, demand mm-hmm. and supply. Yeah. And some of these videos are illegal. Um, yeah. The reason why um, there are people working in this field is because there is a demand for it. Mm. And some of it include um, a lot of uh, illegal grey areas. Mm-hmm. And the only way to kill off of these sites is to stop the, the view count. When there's no demand, there is no supply. Mm. And I would say as an individual, why? I feel like it's not good for you because yeah. I think porn is just a cover-up for the deep issues in your life. Mm, wow. Yeah. That's I think so for me, I was dealing with probably um, an urge that was awakened pre-early. Pre I yeah. think Pastor Lisa Bovis said that sometimes sexuality is awakened too early yeah. in us and we don't know how to soothe it. Yeah. But it's not supposed to be awake before you get married. Mm. So I think for me, then I was battling with loneliness because I, yeah. had, I was not in a relationship. So pornography, fantasizing, would just help to take my mind off all those things. It was mm-hmm. like a numbing, it's yeah. like a numbing process, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know, like, I feel like, um, I, I mean, I've not done this personally, but I've learned from so many people that, um, like, pornography is actually one, yeah, it's really bad because they're exploiting so many people and a lot of the things out there, um, it's actually illegal and it's without consent. Mm. Um, and even, I feel like the ones with consent also, it's still really exploiting. Yes. Yeah, because I, I follow the page Exodus Cry on Instagram and I, and I think that they expose a lot of these things, uh, which I wasn't aware of before I followed that page. Um, that's one. And yeah, number two, it's really, like, I feel like people go to porn to, to, to soothe like a deep-rooted issue, yeah. Um, but like you know, you really just gotta go to God's presence to find yes. healing in that yes. issue, and that's so much better than being in an addiction and being in that cycle like all these years. Cause um, you know, it's actually not even freedom. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people view like, oh, I can do these things. I have the freedom to do what I want. I have the freedom to like you know, masturbate if I want or watch porn if I want, but like, that's not true freedom. You're in bondage, actually. Yes. You And, and you know, like, you've been in bondage for like so many years until, you know, you finally set free. Yeah. 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 So I think that you use interesting word there. It's, yeah, it's soothing, right? You just um, put, it's like numbing the pain, but you don't actually cause the, uh, treat the real issue. Yeah. It's just uh, a, a temporary solution. Wow. And you are, some people don't realize, but you're actually going to bondage because once you start, a lot of us think that we can stop. <laughs> a lot of us think that we are in control. Yeah. Until you get so deep in, you realize that, no, I want to watch it. No, I can handle it. But then you realize you keep going back to it. Yeah. And then by that time, it's too late. Yeah. So if you haven't started or have no inclination to do it, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow, yeah. that's so good. Yeah, guys, stay away from it. Don't yes. even, don't even be curious. Don't even, yeah. yeah, because it's gonna keep you in bondage. Like you think you have control, like what Rebecca says, but in the end, it's gonna control you, 
And I think it really alters like your brain chemistry as well, the way you view people. Like I, I know that as, as men, like for example, continue to watch porn, they, they start to objectify women and they start to devalue women. And like, did you have that, um, you know, when, when you started watching it as well? I think for me, it chipped away the innocence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there was that, and even though I'm not looking for it on the porn sites, you will find that people have tastes that are actually very troubling. So mm. for example, you will find videos like um, where they make believe assault or rape on women, but that's a means to stir up pleasure for some people. Mm-hmm. And there are some things that you cannot unsee once you see. Mm-hmm. You might think that you are not looking for it, but it comes up in the algorithms. Mm. So before you know it, you see an image or it glances by something that you cannot unsee. Wow. So it sticks with you. So for me, it was more of, it chipped away my innocence. Wow. I found out stuff that I wasn't supposed to find out in that manner at all. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was like, just a very troubling view on the world. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think so. Yeah, in a way, it did take away my innocence in that sense. Wow, yeah. that's so heartbreaking. Yeah. Mm. So like, you know, Rebecca, now for people who are watching, right, who are struggling, who have struggled or still struggling, um, you know, why don't you share with us some practical steps that they can do to overcome this? Yeah, I would say number one is you're not alone. There are thousands unfortunately thousands of people who are Mm. struggling with this who want to get out of it right but they are struggling with it you are not alone Mm. there is nothing wrong with you yeah okay um you are made perfect and whole in god's image Mm -hmm. and god loves you and he can set you free amen he can definitely set you free 100 percent. it is a lie of the enemy that you are too deep in it that there is you have gone too far there's nothing that can be done for you that's an absolute lie because what i took away from this experience is john 8 32 you will know the truth and the truth will set you free amen and my truth was that i'm a blue sky and the thoughts that come into me are just clouds. Yeah. So I think the practical truth for people out there is look for your truth. A truth that can set you free. Mm-hmm. A truth that is able to liberate you from your current addiction. Mm. Know that you are not your addiction. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. Yeah. So like knowing the truth yes. to overcome that. Yes. Yeah. And read the Bible. For like, <laughs> that's the truth. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I would say if if you um if you still fall it's okay pick yourself up god still loves you mm-hmm. right um don't beat yourself up uh, every day is a new day and every day is mercies are made new mm-hmm. right so it's okay if you fall back pick yourself up and say god help me with this yeah. right start praying actually i think most practical one is to actually tell someone really close to mm-hmm. you what you are experiencing yeah and they are it because accountability is a very powerful strong way of discipleship yeah and that what i mean by discipleship is walk with someone uh, that is close with you yeah so tell someone you're struggling with this so that they can pray for you yeah you know for all you know you telling your story might help someone else yeah 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 and i think that like you shouldn't have the fear to open up to people like if it's the right people they won't judge you and they'll pray for you instead mm. um if they do scold you and condemn you then that's really like yeah their like their problem that's between them and god but it's not because you you should be condemned like i think it's definitely a wrong act but um the lord does not bring condemnation he brings con- conviction yeah so conviction to get free from that act and to, to be set free, to live a life of freedom. 
So like opening up to people, I think that's a really good tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's some of the practical ways um, that you can do it. Um, don't try to fight it alone. Mm. That's uh, the number one lie of the enemy. Yeah. Because when you're in isolation, you're away from the other sheep, the lion will pounce on you. Wow. Once you tell people what you're struggling with, everything in darkness automatically comes to light. Yeah. So that's what I realized, right? Not only are you helping other people, but you're helping yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I think con- there's power in like con- confession as well. Like yes. there's power when you, when you like remove your hand over the wound and be like, God, you know, heal this wound. Yes. Yeah, because yes. like for me, my my personal struggle was also like with masturbation, um, for many years of my life as well, and um, it was something I was so ashamed to talk about. It was something I was so like I didn't dare to talk to anyone about it, and it was just one time I was doing greenhouse as well, but this was many many years back, um, and this was like when I was in uni. I actually felt to like confess to someone about that act and that was the very first time in my life I talked to someone about it and the moment I talked to someone about it I felt like I was being set free yeah 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 so I felt like yeah when you talk to someone about it or when you just come clean before God like there's just healing in that whole process and there's no more shame like right now like we're sharing this because there's no more shame because God has already set us free yeah yeah Yeah. and I feel I think as you were speaking, I think another thing that came to me was that if there is no one in your life that you feel comfortable to share with, the best thing that you can do is to confess it to God. Just tell Him like, Lord, I'm struggling with this. I need help. You will be surprised. He will really reach out to you. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes God is just waiting for us to like you said, open up and say, I have this, yeah. this wound, this, I'm, I'm, I'm going through this, mm-hmm. please help me. He's just waiting for us because the father is not a, a, a forceful father. You have yeah. to understand the nature, right? He is a gentleman and yeah. he waits because he loves you and he's not going to go barging into your life. Yeah. That's why he's waiting for you to say, I need help, father. Yeah. And when you say that, he will come. Yeah. He will come. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So amazing. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for sharing no all these practical tips and your story as well. I love it. And I'm sure that, you know, you have blessed someone, at least one person who is watching here. Um, you know, why don't you close us up with a word of prayer for the people watching before we end? Yep, sure. Let's do it. Father, Lord, we just want to thank you, Lord Father, that you are a God, Lord Father. You are yeah. a Father that loves each and every one of His children, Lord yeah. Father. We thank you for your nature, Lord Father, mm. that despite what is going on around us, despite what we have done, you mm. are still a good Father. And because you knew, Lord Father, of what we would get ourselves into, because you loved us so much, you sent your Son to die on the yeah. cross for us. So that whatever it is that we do, Lord Father, we can never go too far. We mm. can never sin too much because your Son has already wipe the slate clean, Lord Father. And so, Father, I also want to pray for every single person that is struggling with this addiction right now, listening to this. Just know that the hand of the Father is upon you and upon your life and He is there with you and He will rescue you and He will reach out to you. Just as you reach out your hand to Him, He will reach out His hand and He will pull you out from the drowning water. He is that kind of Father. And so, Father, I just want to pray, Lord Father, right now for those who are listening. I silence the voice of the enemy right now 
right Amen. now that is trying to bring condemnation, Amen. guilt and shame. Amen. Be gone in Jesus' name. Amen. Instead, I replace it with your perfect love, Father, Amen. with your peace and with your identity. Yes. That every single person listening right now is a child of God, Amen. is a son and daughter of God and yeah. is claimed by the Lord Most High Jesus Himself. Mm. You are not too far. You are not too bad for Jesus to redeem you. Yeah. He has already redeemed you. So just call out to the Father and He will come. And Father, yeah. I just pray for every single person right now as you go into their rooms and fill their rooms with your presence, Lord Amen. Father, that you will touch every single heart, Lord Amen. Father. You will touch every single ear, Lord, and eye that is listening, Lord Father. And we know, Lord Father, that there is no guilt or condemnation in your presence, Lord Father. Yeah. We thank you, Lord Father, for just your love that is so much, so big and so wide for each yeah. and every one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Rebecca. Welcome. This was such an incredible session. Um, if you guys have been blessed by this, don't forget to check us out and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And we'll see you on the next episode. Till next time. Bye.